spoke to him, what did he do? He sat down, he opened his mouth, and he taught them. Do you want to be blessed? Yeah. Be poor in spirit. I promise you I'll give you the kingdom of heaven. You want to be blessed? Yeah. Mourn. I promise you I'll comfort you. You want to be blessed? Then be gentle and learn to let people be gentle with you. That's what they call meek. I promise I'll give you the, you know, I'll let you inherit the earth. You want to be blessed? <coughs> Hunger and thirst after righteousness. I promise you, you'll be satisfied. You want to be blessed? Then be merciful. Um, be nice to people. Be kind to people, even when they're not kind to you. And I'll be merciful as well. I promise. You want to be blessed? Then be pure in heart, single-minded, focused. Because I promise you'll see God. You want to be blessed? Be a peacemaker. I promise you they'll call you children of God. You want to be blessed? Then when people say mean things about you, unkind things about you, because you're trying to do what you believe the Lord wants you to do, I promise you I'll give you the kingdom of heaven. And when that happens, what do you do? Rejoice. Be, my old Bible said, exceeding glad. Because that's how they've treated everybody that followed Jesus. Everybody that served the Lord. Because they persecuted the prophets that were before you. You walked away from the crowd. You got away from jobs today. You got away from, some of you got away from family. Some of you got away from hospitals. Some of you got away from uh, just the chaos that is your world and you came in here. What, where's your heart today? Where are you today? In these steps, in these stations, in these stages of our relationship with Jesus? Where are you today? Where's your heart? Where's your heart today? 
Steel? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to. I was going to make them say it, but you helped them, Bill. Yeah. Where's your heart today? It's okay. Where's your heart? Last call. Anybody? I've heard it um, more today, but it's been the most frequently mentioned over the last several weeks, and it's where my heart is today, morning. Um, I hurt some people I care about, care about very much, um, and I hurt them deeply, uh, and I hurt them to the point that it can't be recovered uh, I don't know what to do there's nothing I can do and I hate it and I grieve over it And you know how you, when you do something like that, you think, man, if I could go back, what's the problem? You can't go back. You just have to admit that you messed up, that you hurt somebody that you care about. So the disciples sat with Jesus, and I suspect, it doesn't show it in the text, and so I'm not going to teach it as such, but my suspicion is, knowing the way, something of the way Jesus taught, that they walked up that mountain and sat down with Jesus, and he 
listen to them admit their life was a mess. Listen to them cry about the things that mistakes they'd made and sins they'd committed, hurts they'd caused. I'm sure he listened to all those things that the the distractions that they want to get rid of so they can so they can focus on on Jesus. And some of them being hurt, hurting so much inside because they want to be like Jesus and they're so far away from Jesus. It's to those people. It's to us. It's to folks like us who are a mess, who are sad because of the mess we've made of our lives and the way we've hurt others. It's us. It's to people like us who are starving to death because we want to be like Jesus and just can't quite get there. It's us that he says, you are the salt of the earth. Did you read it? Are you guilty? Are you ashamed? Are you sad? Are you hurt? Are you angry? Are you resentful? Do you feel betrayed? Do you Do you feel just lost? You are the salt of the earth. Just let it sit for a minute. We get in a rush, and because it's printed like this, we think Jesus was probably talking like this. Because in, in, you know how preachers are when they quote verses. Like back in my day, what they do? When preachers started quoting verses, what they do? The faster, the faster they could say it, the more, I guess, the more significant the verse was, right? You're the salt of the earth, but if the salt is lost, it's salted. This wherewith shall it be salted? What? If I know anything about Jesus, he sat down with us and he looked and he, he looked at somebody broken. He looked at somebody mourning. He looked at somebody that was fo- trying to focus. He looked at somebody that was craving to be like him and he knew they were struggling to be like him. And he said, you're the salt of the earth. Now I'm going to read the rest of it. But I want you to, don't forget the first part of it. Because the rest of it is just the explanation of what he meant when he said salt. So read it, read it, and then draw the conclusion. He said, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So hang on, hang on, hang on. What was the purpose of salt? Maybe it's that, maybe it was that. In that culture, what do you think salt was used for? It's to preserve, wasn't it? It was to save. You took the salt and rubbed it into the meat. It wasn't sitting in a shaker somewhere. They took that salt and that's what saved, that had that saving influence on that piece of meat. Jesus looked at people that are broken. People looked at people that are upset. People looked at... (coughs) Jesus looked at people who were a mess. And he said, you're the salt of the earth. But No, 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 I'm not worthy to be that. I can't can't be of any influence. I can't be of any help. 
it seems like I turn around and I try to help and I hurt somebody. I, I, I mess up. So I can't help anybody. I can't be of any benefit. I can't. There's just no good in me. There's nothing good I can do. And what did Jesus say to that man? You're the salt of the earth. Jesus said that to you. Are you a mess? I feel a mess today. You a mess? You mourning? I'm mourning. You feel so far away from Jesus, you feel like you're starving to death and you can't be what you're supposed to be? Yeah. You feel so out of focus and you think there's no way I'll ever be pure in heart. Who are, who are you? You're the salt of the earth. We're not going to throw you away. Listen to me. We're not going to throw you away. Your body doesn't work like you want it to. We're not going to throw you away. You messed up. You hurt somebody. We're going to throw you away. Now, what do we want to do? When you've messed up, when you've hurt somebody, when you've felt like a mess, and when you feel like you'll never be like Jesus, what do you want to do? Yeah, now there's the honest answer. Catherine's more noble than the rest of us. She said, let's fix it. You know what I want to do? I want to go home. No. Yeah, I want to go home. Home. I want to go home. I'm tired. I'm just tired. And he looked at people who were tired and he looked at people that were hurting and he looked at people that were mourning. And he said, you're the salt of the earth. <clears throat> Is it possible that he can use people like us to save other people? Is it possible? Is it possible? And I need you to answer you. Is it possible that Jesus could use you to save other people? In spite of your mess. I think they were looking around for the person next to them and saying, well, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe and, them, not me. Jim was right. Isn't that the truth? I can see how it works for you. I can see how it works in your life. And that's, that's right. Sometimes it's because of our mess that we were able to help. Tell me how that feels when you're in the mess. Ah, you don't see that, do you? But if you can focus on Jesus, that's when you'll see God. He says, you're the salt of the earth. They keep reading. He didn't, he didn't stop there. He didn't just let us stop there. He said, you're the light of the world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're a really nice person to be having included in this little church. 
we're really proud to have your attendance. We really think it's nice of you that you can be here and be a part of our number. Now, Jesus says, read it. You're the light of the world. To people who are hurting, to people who are sad, to people who are a mess, to people who are guilty, to people who are afraid, to people who are um, embarrassed, to people who are lonely, to people who are broken. What does he say? You're the light of the world. Is that possible? Is it possible that we... Is it possible that you could be the light of the world? Is that possible? Not possible, it's reality. He said it. That settles it. He says you are the light of the world. Now how many of you feel like a light? How many of you feel like the light of the world? I can't even get, I can't even get the bubble blow it, glow at my house, much less in the world. So what do you do? I didn't write this. Read it. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's a truth. That's a truth, right? You put a city on a hill, you can't hide it because that light's going to shine, right? Now keep reading. So what conclusion do I draw? I am a mess. I am mourning. I am so far away from being like Jesus that I don't know what to do. I want to be, I want to see God, but there are so many distractions. I, I want to be so like Jesus that would people be upset with me, not because of my mistakes, but because of my right living, my right decisions. Never experienced that. Had lots of experience with the other. But he looks at me, he looks at us and says, you're the light of the world. So what am I supposed to do? Since a city can't be hidden if it's on a hill, what am I supposed to do? Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, you put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Illustration, right? That says, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to hurt somebody. You're going to make a mess of things. You're going to make bad judgments. You're going to commit sin. You're going to be accused. You're going to be betrayed. You're going to, whatever. Is it going to happen? And Jesus said, you're the light of the world. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do since I'm the light of the world? What are you supposed to do since you're the light of the world? What are we supposed to do since we're the light of the world? Shut. Does anybody, anybody feel real good about that? Anybody feel real good about that? Because I know it's, it's true. As people, folks sitting in this room won't look at them. I look straight up, so I won't look at them. But there are people that had a, have had tough weeks or tough days. 
and they felt so sad and they felt so hurt and they felt so guilty or they felt so betrayed or they felt so tired, they stayed away. Why? Why? Why would you stay away from this place? Why? You want to hide? Why do you want to hide? Be honest. You've done it. You're ashamed. Yeah, you're going to have to address it. Yeah. Which makes it a lot better. Yeah. Right? So what do you do? So what do you do? Any of those disciples sitting with Jesus poor, a mess? Any of them mourning? Any of them so far away from Jesus they're starving to death to be like him? Any of them needing to be pure in heart? Any of them really needing to be a peacemaker instead of a, a pot stirrer? Anybody? Yeah, and what did he say to them? You're the light of the world. Is it possible? Is it possible that Jesus could look at us? That Jesus could look at us? That Jesus could look at us? And say, you're the light of the world. Yeah, he did. And you're in a little old building on the wrong side of town. No official sign. No real preacher. And Jesus says, you're the light of the world. So set your light to shine. So that people, look at it, so that people can what? So they can what? So they may see your good work to do what? And talk about how good God is because of what they saw you do. Isn't that all right? Wouldn't that be all right? Now, um, You don't have to be a real bright light to be a light when it's so dark, is right? A candle to be seen 38 miles away. So look at that light. It'll be a safe thing. Makes it in the way I'm, what I'm dealing with today. And I'm grateful for the reminder. Remember when Jesus said, I won't snuff out a smoldering wick? Even if there's an ember left, what does Jesus do? So what do you do? You let your light shine. Well, it ain't much of light. Okay. Let it shine. 
Yeah, but it's not it's not near like what Leland's light is, or it's not near what Paige's light is, not near what Owen's light is. I don't remember us having to compare lights, right? Jesus said, you're the light of the world. Let it shine. I'd rather hide. Let it shine. You'd rather leave. Let it shine. Yes. In my experience, same interaction with the other folks who for whatever reason well I know what reason it is I didn't expect the Holy Spirit to take away other people saw Jesus and that has little if anything to do with me other than a desire to be what this is talking yeah. about and all my weakness which I think sometimes we forget that God's power is That's right. So these these broken, messy, mourning, starving people are the light of the world. So what am I supposed to do? You tell me what Jesus would say to me. If I'm sitting on that mountain with Jesus right now and nobody else is listening, it's just me telling him, I am so sorry. What would he do? What would he say to you? Jesus is sitting with Brad on that mountain, and I believe he is, because he's here with us. He'd say to Brad, you're the light of the world. So, Brad, here's what I need you to do, he said. Let it shine, brother. Let it shine. There's some folks around here that see it in you, even if you can't see it in you. But whether we see it or not, whether anybody else sees it or not, whether if anybody ever agrees with it or not, Jesus sees it, and that's what matters, right? We're going to eat this supper and remember Jesus. i got to tell you what. I had no idea that I knew it would stick in my head forever, but I had no idea that it would fit so well with where I am today and what I'm hearing from Jesus today. Owen, for those who don't know, is my two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. Head full of curly blonde hair. Uh, cute not only in features, but in 
her personality. She's just fun. I pick her up. I got a day of the week that I get to go to daycare and pick her up and take her home. And we have our own little routine. First part of that routine is me showing up. I show up at the time when they're out on the little playground and they're playing. And I, I stand and watch for a long time, just watch how she's bullying the other kids. I mean, playing with the other kids. <laughs> I love to watch her kick the ball. I love to watch her, and she stuck a sand bucket on a little girl's head. There's lots of fun things to watch, just like her grandmother. There you go. Anyway, my first, after I watch her a little bit, I step outside, and I click my tongue. I go, did that, started that when she was just a little baby. She hears that, her head turns around, she throws her hands up in there and yells, Papa, and starts running. Now, two and a half now, she runs everywhere, right? What she calls running. She says, I'm running, I'm running. You've got to line her up with a post to see that she's running. But I'm running, and then she's running all over. Now, she's running on part of the, the, the playground that's more sandbox than grass so it's got lumps so I'm watching her and I'm I'm watching her run and I know already what's about to happen what's going to happen she is going to face plant because she's running all out she's not looking where she's going she's looking at papa she's not using her arms to balance she's got them up ready for my me to pick her up and throw her in the air like I do and she's papa running and she's and she face plants boom you know what she does she didn't cry. She didn't sit there and wait for somebody to pick her up. She got up, wiped her hand on her shirt like I taught her, <laughs> and kept running. I want to learn that. I want to learn to be like that. I hurt some people. I hate it. I'm sorry for it. Wish I could take it back. And it doesn't matter if your intentions were good or not when people get hurt. I can't change it. So what do I got to do? What do I got to do? I got to get back up. I got to get back up. And keep running toward my Father. Let's remember Jesus.